Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Passion for the Pastime. It has been a while. It's been about a month since my last episode. I have missed you. I hope you have missed me shouting through your speakers, whatever you're listening to, into your headphones. This beautiful voice, it is back. It is back, and it is back for perfect timing. Because we are in October, baby. What does that mean? We got some playoff baseball. And we're going to talk all about that. I'm coming to you on a Sunday, uh, Sunday morning, all right? Don't usually put this out, but the reason why I'm putting it out on a Sunday morning, it is happy 162 day. 162, we are finally getting the season that we all deserve. And go figure, it goes down to the wire. In the NL West, in the American League wild card, oh my God, man, we're we're going to get into all of that. Uh, but those aren't the only races that we're going to talk about on this podcast. We're going to go ahead and talk about uh, MVP conversation. We'll talk about that as well. And what the hell happened to San Diego? I mean, they're just absolute collapse in the final month of the season. I th- I, th- this is your World Series contenders? Everyone was talking up. The NL West showdown of the Padres and the Dodgers. And it and it it held up for the first two meetings between the clubs. And and the Padres were competitive for most of the year. They're not even a 500 team at 162. This is your king? This is your World Series contenders? No, man. No, it, it's the same old Padres. So we're gonna we're gonna get into all of that uh, because the Giants are actually they're playing the San Diego Padres. Uh, go figure, right? Eleven years ago, a one sixty two. What did the Giants have to do? If any, if uh, you history buffs out there, eleven years ago, not too long ago. So you, it's in recent memory for most. What did the Giants have to do in one sixty two in two thousand and ten? They had to beat the Padres. You remember Matt Latos? I hate SF. You remember all that? They had to beat the Padres. Jonathan Sanchez on the bump had to beat the Padres. Well, hey, guess what? We don't have Jonathan Sanchez, but we have Logan Webb going against the San Diego Padres. The same old Padres, which, by the way, it is irritating that the fact that the Padres have been terrible in September. Since the 10th of September, they've gone 4-17 and 17 in that time frame. But guess who all four of those wins are against? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. They're playing them in the final game of the year. All four of those damn wins have been against the Giants. But the Giants need a big one. They need a big one. Because the Dodgers, that that NL West, uh, it is a huge, huge uh, division race down to the wire. 
Giants go into it as we're recording right now on a Sunday morning. They go into it one game up on the Dodgers. Dodgers are playing the Brewers. The Brewers have just given up. They they, they have uh, checked out of the regular season. They are ready for the postseason. Checked out. Corbin Burns goes two innings last night. I mean, come on. Help us out a little bit. But you know what? Hey, it doesn't even matter. Because the Giants, they control their own destiny. They control their own destiny going into the final game of the year, needing just one. That magic number is at one. One win is all the San Francisco Giants need to clinch the NL West. Who would have thought, if I if, if I would have thrown you a number, 107, wins the division, wins the NL West, I mean, or 106, let's say, you'd think no-brainer, right? No, the Giants need 107 to, to win to win the NL West. So that's going down to the wire. We got a lot to uh, to get into. I mean, the Dodgers, they just continue to win. The Giants, up until um, 161, final uh, Saturday of the year, they won, what, seven, seven straight? And the Dodgers now have won, I believe, six straight. So, I mean, these these teams... Look at it however you want. They are both red hot going into the playoffs. Uh, I don't know who who is the the weakest link in. I mean, it has to be a team from the NL East, right? <laughs> it has to be one of those one of those teams. I mean, that division's all wrapped up. Everything's wrapped up, pretty much. We all know who's going from each uh, respective divisions. Uh, we know who the division winners are. And the only thing that we have to to wrap up is the NL West for that division. Wild card already wrapped up. St. Louis Cardinals, the hottest team in baseball right now. They're going into the wild card. And they are playing one of these two teams, the Giants or the Dodgers. And it is going to be an intense, intense week, to say the least. But when you look at the American li- American side of the things, American League. Oh my God, my my head was spinning when I was reading the scenarios that could uh, potentially happen. And the one the one that I want to happen the most, um, it isn't for any benefit of any of the team. I'm pretty sure. The teams do not want this to happen, but me as a baseball fan, I just, I like the chaos. I, I need the chaos uh, to, to go into this week. As if as if we didn't have enough chaos in the NL West. Uh, but you look at that American League wild card, you got four teams that are fighting for two spots going into the last game of the year. Now, you got the Red Sox and the Yankees at 91 wins. You got the Red Sox holding that first wild card. And then you have the Yankees at the second wild card. Now we all want to see, or, or do we? Do we? Do we? Do we? Do we want to watch the Red Sox Yankees? I mean, we're over it by now, right? <laughs> we're 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 over that rivalry, right? We're we're uh, we want to see. We just want to get to the divisional divisional round, assuming 
the loser of the National League West were to defeat the Cardinals. And I'm not saying that that is a walkover at all. I mean, the the Cardinals are the best team right now, or the hottest team, rather, going into the postseason. Uh, or one of the hottest teams. I mean, the Dodgers and the Giants are hot, too. The, don't get me wrong. But they are definitely uh, one of the hottest teams. Nobody wants to go against them. But anyway, we, we want to get to that rivalry, right? I mean, uh, we're, we're done with the with the Red Sox-Yankees. I mean, didn't the Red Sox just get swept by the Yankees not too long ago? I mean, do we really want to see one more match of that? It will be a wild card game. That That is what we are geared for. So that's going to be interesting, to say the least. But that's assuming that both of them win. Because the scenario that is just utter chaos, and again, there's so many uh, possibilities, right? I'm not going to go through all of them, but the one that I want to see, the one that would just make baseball fans rejoice, is to have the Red Sox lose. And it's going to be tough because I, I believe that the Red Sox, off the top of my head, I didn't write this down, but I believe that the Red Sox are playing the Nationals. So it's a bit of a stretch. It's a bit of a stretch. Let, let's let's be honest. A bit of a stretch there. But you look at the Yankees. Yankees lose. If the Yankees lose. They're playing the, the, the Rays. So a high possibility. They actually got destroyed by the Rays on Saturday. So you have the Red Sox and the Yankees lose. Well, why, why do I want that to happen? Well, because they currently are only one game ahead of both the Blue Jays and, dare I say, the damn Mariners. Where did the Mariners come from all of a sudden? The Mariners. Okay. I... I Someone was texting me earlier. You guys, you guys uh, buying in on the Mariners? I was like, I don't, I don't care about the Mariners. But then they win tonight, or they, or they won Saturday, Saturday night, and now it's a possibility. Like they're going into the last game of the year. You want to talk about surprises? I mean, the Giants winning 106, possibly 107, is a huge surprise. But if you were to tell me that the Mariners were going into the final game of the year, potentially, or not even potentially getting into the postseason, just fighting for a playoff spot in the last game of the year, I would have thought that you were on drugs. <laughs> I would have been like, what are you on? Pass it on over. I need some of that good stuff. That's, that's what I would feel if you told me that at the beginning of the year. The same if if you told me, hey, the Giants are going to win, uh, they're, they're going to win a hundred and and seven wins, uh, one hundred and seven games this year. I think that you're high out of your mind. But look where we are, <laughs> going into one sixty two. So the, if the Yankees lose and the Red Sox lose, utter chaos ensues because the Mariners, all they have to do is beat the Angels which is a possibility, with, is it your MVP? We'll talk about that later. We'll, we'll talk about Shohei Otani a little bit later. And then the other M M MVP candidate, if he wins, Vlad Jr. and the Blue Jays, they're playing the Orioles with a high possibility. Then we get into 
a four-way tie for the American League wild card. All four teams, if the Yankees lose, Red Sox lose, Blue Jays and Mariners win, all four teams will have 91 wins exactly. And that's where the chaos starts. Because I started, I, I was trying to wrap my head around this scenario. What would happen? And let me just say, I think it would be great for baseball if this happened. So what happens next, right? If it gets into a four-way tie, because it's a possibility. It is a possibility. You never know baseball. You never know what's going to happen. I think that's why baseball is just so much more unique than any other sport. Um, Because it's so unpredictable. It is so unpredictable. So what happens next if that that scenario happens? If it happens, the four-way tie, it means all four teams, as I said, will have 91 wins. And now what this would, uh, what would it would prompt would be each team would choose or receive a A, B, C, or D designation. Fo- follow me here because it gets a little confusing. A, B, C, or D designation. The club with the highest win percentage in games among the tied clubs. So head-to-head matchups. Choose first. Or uh, you know, win percentage. I mean, not head-to-head matchups. Win percentage. See, I'm already, I'm already getting confused. The club with the highest win percentage in games among the tied clubs. So whoever has the highest win percentage of the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Mariners would choose first. Then it goes to the second highest win percentage. Then it go and it just keeps going down. So in this scenario, the Red Sox would be uh, 24 and 21 against everybody else. They would get the first choice. Then it would be the Blue Jays, who are 22 and 22. Then it would be the Yankees and then the Mariners, who are 9 and 11. They get the leftover spot. That's how the the pecking order would be if we had that four-way tie. And then, well, what does that mean? We get more baseball. We, we, we don't get into the wild card game yet. <laughs> we have to decide the the seeding of this uh of this four-way tie first. Then on Monday, Club A, which would most likely be the Red Sox, they go against Club B, and then Club C, which would most likely be the number two team in the Blue Jays, would go against Club D. That's on Monday. So then the winner of those two games on Monday, because they would face off on Monday, it's essentially a 163 for the wild card. The winners of those two games would then face off against each other the following day. The winners <laughs> of the games on Monday would have to play on Tuesday in the American League wild card game. Freaking chaos, man. <laughs> I mean, it, that that would be a dream scenario for baseball fans, I think. I mean, yeah, any any reason to get more baseball, for sure, before we get to the postseason, why not? Maybe I'm more excited about the AL uh, wild card possibility of there being extra games because my team isn't in it. 
Because let me tell you, I do not want a 163 for the Giants and the Dodgers. That would also happen on Monday. If the Giants were to lose and the Dodgers were to win, which is a it is a possibility because for some reason the Padres just continue to beat the Giants. It's the only team that they've beaten in the freaking month of September, since September 10th. The Giants are the only team that the Padres have beaten. So if the Giants lose and the Dodgers win, that one-game lead is now zero. It's kaput. And that means that the Giants and the Dodgers face off at Oracle Park because the Giants do have the season series over the Dodgers, 10-9. to They face off on Monday at Oracle Park for the division. Could you draw it up any better than that? I mean, come on. (laughs) And I'm always a firm believer in history repeating itself. So maybe, just maybe on October 3rd, it's over. Because 70 years ago to the day was the shot heard around the world. The Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. I hope that we hear those words once again at the conclusion of baseball on 162 of the regular season at Oracle Park in San Francisco. Let's get this thing rolling. But October is right around the corner. We got a lot of baseball coming up here. And I can't wait to get into October baseball It is going to be one hell of a ride. So on the other side, we're going to get into more races because we're talking about all these races here with the NL West, with the AL wildcard. We got to get into the MVP race, the MVP conversation in the National League and the American League. Maybe it's not as easy as it seems. We'll get into that coming up next. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. Your host, Walter, here. Now, we're getting into 162. It's the last day of the year. Races are still going on. Pennant races, the AL wild card. It is going to be a crazy day uh, to watch it all unfold. But, hey, those aren't the only races that are going on. We we talked about it a little bit earlier. The uh, MVP conversations that are going on. Right now, going into 162, we're gonna we're gonna get into that a little bit because there are there there's a particular race, or I wouldn't even say particular. It's just the MVP conversation is always a point of controversy, and everybody has their own opinions and and everything like that. Now, I have an issue with how MLB goes ahead and selects the MVP. I have an issue with it because when you, when you look at the NFL, when you look at NBA, I know it's different sports, and typically the players that get the award in those sports, in the NBA and the NFL, they're typically the best player on the better team for the most part, or... At, at least a playoff team. You know what I mean? That's why the, the conversation last year in the NBA 
uh, out here in the Bay Area, people were saying, oh, Steph Curry should definitely get the MVP. He's the best player out there. Well, yeah, Steph Curry is phenomenal. But was he the MVP? I mean, could you give an MVP to a player that was on a 500 club? Could you do that? Would you be able to sleep at night knowing that? That an MVP, you don't necessarily have to do anything other than have good numbers. You never have to be successful and win. You never have to uh, get a World Series, get a NBA Finals, get a Super Bowl ring. You never have to do that. Just show out on your numbers. And and that's and that's the problem that I have with MLB because that's kind of how they do it. The MVP is very individualized, which which I understand. It's the it's the most valuable player. It's not the most valuable player on a successful team. That's not that's not the name of the award. But to me, an MVP leads his team to victory. I don't understand how time and time again, I mean, last year was the the only, I mean, I wouldn't say the only time, but last year they gave it to guys that were deserving, that were on playoff teams. But when you look at this year, I mean, the, the big runaway, and I was looking at uh, betting odds because I, I bet, looking at betting odds, there's none chance for Vlad Jr. to get the MVP. And I take exceptions to that. I am a Vlad Jr. fan, so maybe I have a little bit of bias. And nothing against Shohei Otani. He is a phenomenal player. I think we are actually spoiled with the uh, talent of Shohei Otani right now. To see somebody, and, and it was displayed in the all-star game this year to see somebody hit a ball 115 miles an hour exit velocity. See it come off the bat at that velocity. And then, Oh, let me pump one Oh two down your throat. And on the mound. I mean, has that ever happened? That's why I think he's going to run away with it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a great player. You look at his numbers, I mean, 45 home runs. And this is figuring out that he doesn't even take BP. Like, dude just shows up to the yard and puts on the cleats, puts on the batting gloves, takes a few hacks in the on-deck circle and just goes out there and and mashes the ball like he he wakes up out of bed like just <laughs> just goes goes to the yard and and hits like this guy doesn't take batting practice that is crazy okay but the thing i i have against Otani is that his team is in fourth place now understand you can't you can't punish a player with great statistics. I mean, it's the it's the Mike Trout effect. 
Mike Trout is or has been by far the best player on the planet. I mean, he's the best player in baseball right now when he's on the field, which is hardly ever this year, but you you get what I'm saying. Now, that's the exception is Mike Trout. I'm not saying we should not do the same exception for, for Shohei Otani, but it just doesn't sit well with me. Does it sit well with you? I mean, are you okay with handing an MVP to a player that is on a team that isn't even hasn't sniffed the postseason this year? The closest they were was back in like May. <laughs> I mean, come on. Meanwhile, in the same division, you have someone that was in competition for the bat, for for a triple crown, right? In Vlad Jr. no longer in that realm anyway because uh because Salvador Perez just freaking went off. But you get the point. I mean, he's top five in every offensive category, if not number one. He has 47 home runs, more than Otani. 109 RBIs, more than Otani. 121 runs scored, more than Otani. 187 hits, more than Otani. 29 doubles, more than Otani. I mean, you, you see the you see the pattern, the pattern here? The only thing that he doesn't have more than Otani in is strikeouts. <laughs> Otani has struck out 187 times this year. And I know it's a different era of baseball. I get that. It's a different era of baseball. People don't frown upon strikeouts if you can hit it 450 feet every 10 at-bats or whatever the, the damn number is. He has 45 home runs on the year. If you can hit it out of the yard, strike out as many times as you want. Some of these guys, like a Joey Gallo, like some of these guys wouldn't have existed uh, in MLB 15, 10, 15 years ago. 187 punch out? Like, my God, that's a lot. That's a lot of strikeouts for an MVP candidate. And then when you look at the batting average, he, you were going to give a a, a a MVP to someone hitting just under 260? Is that the standard now? What is the standard of an MVP now in this new era of baseball? I know we love the long ball, but... I mean, is that kind of where we're we're getting lost now? We're just in awe of guys that can hit home runs? The difference between Shohei and Vlad Jr. in batting average, I already told I told you Shohei 257. Vlad Guerrero 311. And I understand there's only like maybe eight guys in Major League Baseball right now that's hitting over 300. (laughs) So it's a different game. I understand that. 
But Vlad Jr. is better in OBP, in slugging, and in OPS. Again, Otani has more walks, only nine more. But the only category that Shohei has over Vlad is more strikeouts. 187 Ks for Otani. And this is at the plate, not pitching. This is at the plate with the bat in his hand. 187 strikeouts. Vlad Jr., 109. So, hearing all of that, and I understand, yes, he is multidimensional. He is a pitcher. He does it from both sides. I get it. I understand. It's probably why he's going to get it. He's a generational player. There will be probably a riot if he doesn't get the MVP. But I felt like every time he went out and pitched, he got hurt a lot too. I'm like, is that a, is that an MVP? Someone that misses time? That's kind of it's kind of hypocritical cuz cuz as I say that, I picture Mike Trout in my brain. But is that an MVP? Someone that you're worried about trotting out there on the mound because he might get hurt again. I feel like Otani missed a lot of time, and I don't have the at-bats and the games played in front of me, but it was significant. I want to say that Vlad maybe had 100 more ABs or maybe like 80 more ABs than, than Otani because of the time that Otani missed. But even if it's not the numbers, even if it's, you know, wh- whatever route you want to go down when talking about the MVP, I just can't get I just can't get past the fact that Otani is on a fourth place team in his division and played no type of meaningful baseball all season. Meanwhile, Vlad Guerrero on 162 is fighting to get into the postseason. And yet, everyone is so quick to hand it to Shohei Otani. But that's the sport of baseball, because even when you look at the NL, who's in the conversation? Juan Soto on one of the worst teams in baseball in the Nationals. Bryce Harper not making the playoffs. Fernando Tatis Jr. We'll get into the Padres a little later. But they're not making the playoffs. And if anything, I mean, they they had the most disappointing season of all the teams in baseball this year. They were super or not Super Bowl. They were <laughs> sorry, it's it's a, it's a NFL Sunday. And I'm watching uh I'm watching some NFL on the TV right now, getting ready for uh for some football. 
But they were World Series contenders, hopefuls at the beginning of the year. You remember the conversation? Oh, it's a new rivalry out west with the Padres and the Dodgers. And the Giants just said, let me go, let me go out here and, and win 106, 107. Shut that up real quick. But you notice the pattern. All these guys, great numbers, great numbers. None of them on a playoff team. Harper was the closest. Yes. Harper on the Phillies was the closest. Not even Tatis was close to the postseason. But hey, you have a 60-game season, they, they would have been in. Just, just saying. Shout, shout out to the Dodgers. <laughs> just saying. But I just, I can't get behind that. I can't get behind giving the MVP to someone on a losing team. What do you guys think about that, though? Feel free to chime in. Hit me up on social media, at Walleasy, on Twitter, on Instagram. Hit me up on Facebook. Hell, shoot me a text if you have my number. Let me know who you think should win the NL MVP and the AL MVP. And are you okay with giving that award to someone on a losing team that no one that that will never see October baseball other than the three games that we have at at the beginning of October during the regular season. They're not even sniffing October baseball. And with not being in October baseball, not making the postseason, we're going to switch that conversation over to the San Diego Padres because they had one of the most disappointing seasons in recent history <laughs> in that they were I, – I hope nobody bet on the Padres – to uh to make to make the World Series and win because it went horribly wrong and we're gonna talk about that coming up next so you guys hang tight we'll be right back you're listening to Passion for the Pastime podcast all right everybody welcome back to Passion for the Pastime podcast your host Walter here and we are now wrapping up the final episode of the 2021 regular season. Now, don't have a heart attack. I say the final episode. You're like, no, where's he going? Don't worry. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. We're going to be rolling through the postseason together. Uh, October baseball, here we come. Podcast is going to continue up until we have a new champion. And, yes, I do say new champion because the Dodgers yeah, no, we're, we're we're not we're not doing that again. Uh, we're not going through another off season of the Dodgers, the Smurfs rocking uh, World Series ring. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not even going to throw that into existence. But we are going to be here for uh, the duration of the month. The World Series is projected to go into into November, so we're even going to have some November podcasts. So it's going to be really fun. 
And I definitely can't wait to get into all of that with you guys. So make sure to follow me on social media at Walleasy on Twitter, on Instagram, and make sure to follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts and uh, and on Spotify so, because we're going to be putting out content for the rest of the month. going to be out there on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. I, I don't know. You guys have to – I'm keeping you on your toes, so make sure to check in every every once in a while on my socials. But as we wrap up here, 162, we got to talk about the Padres. We have to talk about the Padres. What the hell happened to the San Diego Padres? Everyone was talking about this team as if they were about to be the next great thing out West. Remember, everyone was talking. They have a new rivalry out West, the Dodgers and, uh, and Padres. No, the rivalry has always been and always will be the Giants and the Dodgers. Look at what's going on right now, right in front of you. 162, one game separating the Giants and the Dodgers. And we're going to have we're going to have fireworks at, at some point. <laughs> I mean, even if they don't face off in a 163, which is very real in in the realm of possibility, if they don't have 163, they can potentially meet in the NLDS, and I and Giants Dodger fans will be nervous wrecks for about a week. It's going to be intense. I will be in LA in the LA area. When the Giants should be potentially in L.A. if they do win the division. And I don't know if my heart could take it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I really don't know uh, what what I am going to do. How I'm going to calm my nerves because it is going to be intense that whole week. Definitely don't try. Don't try to talk to me. Don't, just don't don't try to reach out. If I need you, I'll call you. All right, that, that's what we're doing in the NLDS uh, when we get to that point. But we still, we still got to find out who a division winner is. Yet, we know it's not going to be the Padres. Padres, although still irritating the hell out of me because they've gone seven, four and seventeen since September tenth. All four of those games that they won against the San Francisco Giants. Let's hope that it's not five by the end of 162 on Sunday. Which, by the way, if you don't know, all the games are starting at the same time. 12.05 Pacific Standard Time. Every single game is starting at that time regardless of where you are in the U.S. or in Canada. It's starting 12.05. So make sure to have your TV on, have your radios on, have your apps on, scoreboard watching, whatever it is that you need to do in 162. Make sure you're ready at 12.05 because it all starts. They're all going to throw the first pitch in unison at 12.05. It's going to be epic. And the Padres... Going against the Giants. They don't have anything to fight for because they have been eliminated as of what mathematically eliminated about a week, I believe. And it came out earlier on Saturday that Jace Tingler was going to be, and, and this was uh, per 
John Heyman on Twitter. Jay Singler going to be relieved of managerial duties. And then it was followed up with AJ Preller saying, no decision has been made on Tingler yet. He is still managing the club. Just with that statement, (laughs) just with that statement alone, I think tells you all you need to know about what the hell is going on in San Diego. Do you think that Jay Stingler should get another shot? Because earlier in the year, I think it was around the trade deadline, I spoke with some with some guys from the San Diego Padres, covered the team, and I asked them the question. Is Tingler out if the Padres don't make the playoffs? Because even then it was it was a tight race. And they told me, no, he's not going anywhere. Don't worry about it. Really? <laughs> really? Especially how it all went down in this last month. I know that the conversation took place before the major collapse. So maybe the mindset has changed. But it's not like they were outplayed. They completely collapsed the pieces that they brought in they didn't capitalize with it and that's not only on Tingler that's on Preller too he brought in those pieces so I think actually it's not only Tingler that's on the hot seat and it does sound like what everyone's talking about it does sound like Tingler is going to be relieved and that entire staff is going to be relieved of duty after after the game. I'd be very shocked if it didn't happen Sunday afternoon. I'd be very shocked or or at least Monday morning. I'd be very shocked if Tingler was still in that role. I, I think Preller's on the hot seat too. Do you get rid of both of them? Because this dude was just trading prospects like they meant nothing. Absolutely nothing. And what did it get them? A third place finish in the NL West. So with Tingler possibly being gone, now it goes to the question, all right, who's next? I'll tell you right now, Giants fans aren't going to like it. Because I believe I mentioned it earlier in the year that if the Padres don't make a push or they don't go deep into September or into October, they're going to be calling a uh, three-time World Series champion out of retirement. And if you haven't figured out who I'm talking about yet, first name Bruce. Last name Bochi. I believe that that is going to be the next move for the Padres. Now, if he's willing to to do it, that'd be another question. Maybe he's liking 
retirement. But I don't know what other moves they got. Because Bruce Bochy, I, I do believe that the Padres are a manager and maybe one piece away from being a good team. And what's going on with Mackenzie Gore? I mean, man, there, there's a lot. There's a lot of questions with the San Diego Padres right now. But if you can get a solid manager, a guy with pedigree that can show Tatis the way. Now, I want to see how the how the relationship will be with uh, with Machado and Bochi. That that would be a very interesting dynamic. Because I, th- I think Macha- I think Machado has ma- has matured. I think he's turned into I want to say a leader, but he's definitely someone to look to. In that in that clubhouse, but apparently no no decision has been made on on uh, Tingler. But I'd be very shocked if he was still on the team. Come. Monday morning. And if he's gone, let me tell you right now. Don't say I didn't tell you so, but Mr. Bruce Bochy is going to be coming out of retirement. I I, I can see that happening. I'm not going to like it. It's going to be nice to see Boch. But I think that's the only move that the Padres can make. Going into next year, if they want to salvage anything. Moving forward. Because not even getting to the postseason, I would understand if they made it to the postseason and had a quick exit. They didn't even make it. They didn't even show up to the party. And they they were given RSVPs. They were given VIP access at the beginning of the year. They didn't show up. They got a flat tire. And it didn't work out. But that's how it goes. That's baseball for you. Hell, we have a 106-win team that hasn't won the division yet. But we have 162. It's going to be fun. Let me run through these matchups that you need to uh, keep an eye out for on this Sunday You got the Giants and Padres going at 12.05. Like I said, everyone's starting at 12.05. You got Logan Webb going for the Giants against the Padres. You have Chris Sale pitching for the Red Sox. They're not not playing around. You got the Red Sox going against the Nationals. And then you go on over. You got um, Tyon going against Michael Waka. Rays and Yankees. That's going to be a big game. You got... The Blue Jays and Orioles, Ryu going. Ryu has had a really rough go of it uh, to the end of this year, so um, they're they're gonna they're gonna need something out of him. I I'm not sure what they're going to get. It might be a really short leash. I know he was on my fantasy team, and he, the dude was getting lit up, sitting at a four point three nine ERA right now. So, uh, but it is the Orioles. So Blue Jays going against the Orioles. Then you got the Angels and the Mariners and the Dodgers against 
the Brewers. So those are the matchups to look at on this Sunday on 162. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. A little different format. We didn't have an interview, but we're going to be coming back. We're going to be coming back in October. We're going to have a lot more content for you guys. So stay tuned there. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to share the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. I am glad to be back. Going to keep this a regular occurrence. So you guys have a good one. Be safe. 162, we have made it. And we will talk soon to go into depth about everything that happened on this fine Sunday. So you guys have a good one. Be safe. And I will talk to you next time.